Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Well, everybody, welcome back to What I Will Say. This is Cam, and I'm so thrilled to be joined once again by Tilly Nation. What's going on, Tilly Nation? Hi, I'm glad to be on. Yeah, well, thank you so much for dropping by to do this. This is actually the second time we're recording this episode. We had some technical difficulties the first time. So we have a dress rehearsal now, y'all, But um, <laughs> under our belts. But um, today, I'm really excited to be talking about Haley Steinfeld, or maybe perhaps this is the Gailey Steinfeld episode um i'm a big fan of Haley. you know she came up partially in the pitch perfect movies which you guys know i love we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get there in her career but you know Haley has had some gay moments a few uh and we're going to talk about them and we're going to talk about her career and how i just feel like there's not a pop girl alive today that's not at least you know doesn't have at least a gay rumor trickling right. through their veins you know what i mean so um yes with all that said let's jump in let's talk about Haley. okay great so she was really interesting to kind of do a deep dive on because um you know she's fascinating she does music and acting and so many different things that it was just really interesting so i wanted to start with her background and get into her career before we get into some other things um, so for background, she was born in 1996. She's currently 25 years old. Um, she's from the Southern California area. I think she was born in Tarzana and was raised primarily in the Thousand Oaks area, the sort of West Valley of Los Angeles. Um, she's mixed race. She's Jewish on her father's side and part Filipino, African-American, and British-German on her mother's side. Um, so she's a very pretty girl, as we all know. Um, looking at her career, she'd started by doing True Grit in 2010. She was nominated at 15 years old for the Best Supporting Actress Academy Award, which is tremendous to be nominated for that at such a young age. Um, so right off the bat, she got her career booming. Let me ask you this. Hmm? It, where, what, what did Haley's parents do? Is there any nepotism going on here? Not that she's not super talented, because she is. But, like, more and more you see, like, some young people, like, no matter how talented they are, it seems like it's more and more competitive. Um, I, I did look into her parents a bit. I don't think there was any nepotism or anything substantial that happened here. I think her parents were kind of ordinary people. I think one may be, like, a personal trainer and another one doing kind of odd jobs, which may have included a little bit here and there in the entertainment industry, but it's not like somebody whose, you know, father was a well-known producer or, you know, or works for the studios or anything like that. So, yeah, no, I don't think there was nepotism. And talented. Yes. Um, Cool. Well, good for her. I mean, I always like Haley, right? Like, I'm always down to talk about Haley with people because I'm a big fan. But, you know, you just never know when somebody has that level of success at that age. Right. um, You know. Yeah, she did a great a great job in the movie. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It was, you know, very well regarded. So I think that was a great first first step for her. Yeah. 
Um, so 2011, she presented at the Golden Globes with Justin Bieber, and he'll come up a little bit later because he was one of her rumored romances, um, and one in particular that she shot down as not being true. Um, 2015, she appeared in the Shawn Mendes Acoustic Stitches music video. Which is a great song, by the way. Their cover. Like, it's a fun pop song, like, when it's just him. But their cover of it together, this acoustic duet they do, it's, like, so good. I heard it and I got obsessed. And, like, I don't know. I think, you know, that was one of the first instances I knew her from. Which is, it was right around, I think we'll probably talk about Pitch Perfect in a a second. Because it was right around the same time that that happened. Yes. Um, yeah, 2015 was a big year for her. She was also in, um, as we'll talk about a little bit later, Taylor Swift's Black Bad Blood music video as the Trinity was her character. Um, this is also when Haley released her first single um, as a musical artist, which was the Love Yourself single. Um, and I know when you and I spoke about Haley last, you, um, I think you said you liked the song or liked the video. I love this song. Love this video. Um I think everybody should go watch the video because it's like really uplifting. It's like all these people dancing in front of a mirror that she, that's like it looks like it's set up like a social experiment. So it's sort of like, I don't know, the people go up to the mirror and they're supposed to dance and you just watch them on the streets doing it. And she's also just like running around on roofs, like having fun. But it's like it's like her first big song. Right. And I yeah. Yeah. It like fully it is just about masturbation, I think, and like loving yourself. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like. Just that much focus on like positivity for women is such a radical idea. It's almost gay in itself. Yeah. Like it's yeah. almost just a gay thing to do to be that pro woman. Like, or just, and that pro human too. It's, you know, I think the song's for everybody, but um, she's sort of singing about herself, right? So it just, you know, really lovely song, really fun. Um, yeah. And kind of spicy for her first, <laughs> like, I don't even think she's 18 at this point, right? Like, Right, yeah. So, I don't know. It was an interesting call. But, I mean, I kind of like it. It's bold, right? You know? Yeah. Taylor yeah. could never. <laughs> Actually, it looks like she probably was maybe about 19 when that okay, well, video good. came out. Yeah. Right. But still, she's very young, and it was still very bold for her. Right, 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 right. Yes. Um. So, 2015 was also when she was first in Pitch Perfect. I know you and I both love the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, she did Pitch Perfect 2 in 2015 and Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect 3 in 2017. Um, so I know you love the movie, <laughs> and so do I. I think they're very funny and um, just really a good time. Right. And I mean, there's so much gayness in that movie. Like, it <laughs> yeah. is that sh- that that f- franchise was fully taken over by the gay girls. Like, the Chloe, yeah. which is a ship, right? You know. Um, just took over the franchise. Anybody who cares about that franchise is just cares about the gay, the secret gay coding, which, which like the cast had a lot of fun with. Like I was thinking back yeah. to how like Anna Kendrick particularly was always teasing her ship with Brittany Snow, the Chloe, and Brittany was always like positive about it. And Anna Camp was always trying to insert herself with Alexis Knapp, <laughs> who Alexis Knapp, who plays Stacy, is actually out as bisexual, I think, and dated a woman. Okay. But um, Anna Camp was always trying to like, you know, so I feel like just the vibes of that movie are so gay. So I love that being mm-hmm. one of Haley's big first pop culture moments, sort of earlier yeah. in her career. Um, And the other thing I wanted to point out is like those girls were all friends and they threw like a birthday party for Haley. There's footage of like Haley's 21st okay. birthday or something. Rebels there. Like, I think a lot of them are like 10 years older than her, but they were all like very sweet to her. And yeah. I feel like they all were friends. And that's just cute to me. 
Yeah. And I think the director producer was Elizabeth Banks, who's kind of known for being very pro woman, Mm -hmm. good about casting um, women in starring roles. And, um, you know, she's the director herself. So I think that probably helped a bit. Also written by a woman, Kate Cannon. Yes. Those movies do leave some to be desired. There was a little bit of like edgelord problematicness that was very popular in that 2011, 2012, 2000, you know, 15 period. But like before Trump was elected and everybody realized like, oh, it's not a joke. Everybody in America is like racist and garbage. (laughs) When like back when Obama was president and everybody was like, ah, we're past all this. Like, no, like, um. So, you know, there's some edgy jokes yeah. that probably don't belong in that film in today's <laughs> world. but And maybe, you know, probably didn't belong in them at that point, too. But what are you going to do? It happened. Um, I'm a big fan of all the dance numbers and music numbers they do in the movie. I just think they're great. I yeah. don't know. They are. They are. <laughs> so if anybody hasn't seen the, those movies out there, you should definitely spend some time to see them because they're, they're worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely a feel-good franchise. Yeah. So 2016, um, Haley did the Edge of Seventeen movie with Douglas Booth. Um, she got a Golden Globe, no- Golden Globe nominee for Best Actress. Um, Douglas Booth is sort of the first of our Taylor Swift universe uh, people that will come up here because I think he was rumored to have maybe briefly dated Taylor as well as maybe briefly dated Haley. Um, I think both have kind of not have either denied it or have you know, not really commented on it. So I don't think he was any sort of significant romance for either of those women. But um, there is that little small connection there. Right. It doesn't, he's maybe have some gay rumors or. Yeah. Well, you know, I think he and Taylor were spotted out once or twice getting a drink in UK. um, I want to say at the end of 2013. So it doesn't really interfere with anything for Taylor. But um and if he's starring in a movie with Haley, you know, they're going to, yeah. people are going to wonder, I guess. People are going to say that. Yeah. Right. And and the, the edge of 17, just let me say, it's not explicitly gay, but like the plot is this girl is like this kind of grungy high schooler and she has this best friend and the best friend falls in love with her brother, Haley's brother yeah. in the movie. And then Haley character freaks out over it, which... <laughs> You know, it's not explicit, you know, the, there's not like a explicit love connection between those two girls in the film, but it's gay vibes anyway, right? Like, why is she so yeah. jealous? Why is she so freaked out? You know, so. Um, 2016 also saw Haley have her first real hit single, which was Starving. Um, so that was big for her in her career. Um, 2018, she did a featured performance on MNEK. He's a British out gay uh pop artist she was featured on his song color she's also in the music video um a lot of rainbows and happy times and uh gender neutral lyrics in that video and that song so it's interesting i know i think some people online have pointed out that they see um definitely some gay elements in it so it's cool that Haley was a part of that project yeah, I wanted to talk. She didn't write on this song. We looked that up before the episode right. started. But um, there's this reframe of, of course, the themes of colors, you know, the rainbow, which is a gay pride symbol, of course. And of course, this guy is out and gay and he wrote on it. Um, Anne Marie is another person who wrote on the song, but Haley did not. So how much can we credit? Like, I do believe that artists are drawn to projects that speak to them personally in many cases. And I think we'll probably talk about that with Dickinson too. some, 
Um, mm-hmm. But she didn't write on the song, so how much credit can we give her for it? I don't know. But she did do it with this out gay man. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a maybe anthem is kind of a strong word, but it's a gay song, you know. It, it is. is, yeah. And she's in the video, and she looks like she's having a great time in the video. So it's just cool one way or the other that that she was in it and participated, I think. Um, she's also in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She is Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye television show. She voiced Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I think, number one and number two. So she is a Marvel girl. And in um, that Hawkeye that- show, she wears those suits. And let me tell you what, like, Haley can do, <laughs> like, high femme goddess, like, dripping head to toe in, like, femininity. But when she puts on these suits... She looks incredible. Like, Haley is the girl who can yeah. do both. I think she's just yes. gorgeous. Her style is incredible. Like, I just, yeah, you know, but in these suits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, and that brings us to 2019, which is when she started playing Emily Dickinson on The Dickinson Show. And she's done that through 2021. I think she's also a producer. Um, so she's got involvement beyond just acting. And as we know, um, The Dickinson, Dickinson Show is... <clears throat> is heavily queer and involves the Emily and Sue romance at its heart. Um, and we'll talk about how the Taylor Swift song Ivy was in a recent episode back in December for that when we get to the Taylor Swift part of our deep dive. I'm just telling you, every time there's like, that's the thing about all of these, literally every person we've ever talked about in these episodes, uh-huh. even where we're like, oh, let's do a you know non-Taylor episode. Let's go talk about Ivanka Trump. Let's go talk uh-huh. about... The soccer girls. There's a Taylor. Taylor has a connection to all of them anyway. It just doesn't matter. Like, you know how they say, like, Taylor is the music industry? I feel like this podcast, like, tagline should be, like, Taylor Swift is gay girl pop culture. Like, just everything ties back to her. Yes. And, you know, I was thinking the other day when I think somebody on your uh, blog had mentioned the L word. And that made me think of the chart. I don't know if you're familiar with the chart from the original L word. Oh, yeah. Which was basically, you know, all the women loving women hook up with each other. Um, And then kind of tying that into uh, the, I don't know if it's just the straight version, but just the non-gay version, you know, the six degrees of seven of Kevin Bacon. Have you heard of that game where people say, oh, you know, every actor or actress or whoever's connected to Kevin Bacon. So it really is like a six degrees of what, what I call the two Taylors. And I had mentioned this on my blog. Uh, meaning Taylor Swift and Taylor Schilling, because between the two of them, they really are the heart of so much of the celebrity of the, of the celebrian world, That's and so who true. they know and who they're interrelated with, and Orange is the New Black, and all of Taylor's Taylor Swift stuff, and there's just so much going on between the two Taylors and their uh, intersections <laughs> that uh, one day I'll have to put together a chart on that. Yeah, well, I just think a new. Every time I'm on the pod now, if I'm talking about somebody, I should be like, and here's how they relate back to Taylor Swift or Taylor Schilling. That <laughs> yeah. could almost be like a litmus test for like, is this person worth talking like about on the pod? Like, where's their place in queer pop culture? Because yeah. <laughs> it's either Taylor or Taylor. Oh, you're a genius. Yeah. This is so good. Reminder to go follow <laughs> Tilly Nation at TillyNation.tumblr.com for incredible <laughs> theories like that. Yes, at least amongst the women-loving women celebrities, like the, it ties back to the two Taylors, and and everyone else, I guess, ties back to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I feel like anybody else is boring. Like if they don't have a connection to Taylor Swift or Taylor Schilling, do I even want to be talking about them? You know. <laughs> right. 
Um, okay, so now let's talk about Haley Seinfeld and Taylor Swift because there's lots to talk about here, and I think it's a fun, uh, a fun time that they had together, and it also sheds light on maybe some PR and how PR works as far as friendships, as far as what was going on during the Gaylor Swift timeline, as we know it. So let's dive into that. Okay. Yeah, and at the top, let's go ahead and say we don't we're not shipping this. We don't think anything went on right. between them. The age difference Correct. is a bit too much and there's nothing right. there. But they were friends and it yes. also seems like that friendship got leverage for PR. So yes. kind of fun to explore as we explore Taylor and like Taylor, I think the question always comes back to what is she you know, what is what is just her true life and what is her marketing efforts? Right. And I just think it's an interesting card. And a lot of times yeah. they a lot of times they intersect. Yes. You know, as we see with Kaylor, as we see with even with Joe, as we see with so many different people. Like there is Robin. bits of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two thousand eleven, Taylor and Haley were introduced by Emma Stone. So this is from several magazines had written that. And right off the bat, I know I had mentioned this to you before that um I had seen regular mainstream articles also say that Emma Stone is potentially the person that introduced Taylor and Joe Alwyn. So she may have introduced both people to uh, both people to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and of course, we don't know exactly how Taylor and Joe Alwyn met, but that's one of the theories that has been out there um, over the years was that Emma Stone, who was in the favorite with Joe, had actually introduced them. Okay. We'll have to, we might so, have to talk about that in another episode because we got it. We had an interesting conversation about that, but it's kind of yeah. joke related, so we can skip it for this one. But you had some interesting points to make about different fandom ideas around how they met and stuff like that. Back to yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So they became besties. Taylor and Haley became besties per several articles. Um, they were known to take a few weekend trips together to New England um, with Lena Dunham. So Lena was involved in their friendship as well. Um, 2012, Haley was backstage at the Red Tour. 2013, early 2013, Taylor and Haley took a trip together to Paris and posted about it all through their social media. Um, and I put together for when the podcast is released, um, several photos and different things that we talk about so people can see, um, what was going on and what, what we're talking about here. Um, so their Paris trip was fun. Um, not only was it all over Instagram, but it made its way into several magazine articles. Taylor was in France to perform at an award show for CanCon, and that's why um, they made the trip. Uh, May 2013, Taylor and Haley hang out together at the Met Ball with some of their other friends. Um, they also took a Memorial Day trip together to Rhode Island and were papped throughout that trip. So that's probably, like we said, we're starting to see some examples of they probably called the Paps. They wanted it to be in the magazines that they were hanging out. Um, you know, like we're saying, Haley was on the rise. She already had her Academy Award nomination for True Grit. She's getting cast in Pitch Perfect. Lots of stuff is going on that's very mainstream for her. She's got her first singles coming out. Um, so this, you know, may have been part of the PR coordination. Okay. September 2013, uh, Haley was papped copying with Taylor in West Hollywood. That made its way to several magazines. Um, interestingly, for our Gaylor Swift universe, the night before Taylor and Haley were papped um, was the day was the night Taylor went to the fun concert with Diana Agron and Sarah Hyland. So we know that's a memorable night for Gaylor Swift. 
I just realized, speaking of the fun concert, let me issue a quick correction. In the episode that just went up, Songs About Diana Agron Part 4, in my The One analysis, I did forget to mention it would have been fun if you had been the one. Yeah. You get a Sunday matinee mention, which we think might have been their first date, uh, to go see the Sunday matinee of The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. March 25th, 2012. And then in the fall of 2013, the last time Sofran ever publicly hung out, uh, up until 2019, when we got a brief hangout with them at SNL, was a fun concert. So it would have been fun. The fun concert last time they hung out. Might have been their last date. Yeah. So we got first date mentioned, last date mentioned. That goes in the one analysis. Sorry I missed that on last week. <laughs> um, October 2013, Taylor went to Haley's Romeo and Juliet movie premiere. Um, so again, they were all over the red carpet. It's sort of like a power friendship. Um, articles were written saying Taylor was like Haley's big sister. Um, so 2013 seems to be a lot of sort of not only probably real friendship, but a lot of PR leveraging as well. Um, December 2013, Haley stayed over at Taylor's house for a few nights before Christmas. They posted some Swiftmas photos doing several Christmassy things. Um, in a way, 2013 between Taylor and Haley can be seen as um, maybe a precursor for a Taylor because, you know, we know that December of 2013 is when Taylor meet at Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, or they probably met long before then, but that's when they start. Um, sort of hanging out full-time as as best friends. So, in a way, 2013 is kind of maybe some sort of like a PR trial run for, you know, these best friends coming into Taylor's life. And that's well, not to say that they don't have real connections also, but, right. you know, it's there. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's one element we're always exploring is like PR relationships can be also real relationships and real friendships, real connections, real romantic, whatever. We think Haley and Taylor were probably friendly and have fun hanging out. We're friends. But their relationship, there's a lot of calling the paps on each other. There's, you know, cross-promotion of projects with Haley being in the Bad Blood music video. And I think that's just one thing we're always exploring here. You know, it's kind of a mix of both. And I feel like if you want to be in this fandom, particularly if you want to be a Gaylor, but if you want to follow these pop culture fandoms at all, you do have to... I don't know. I think we. Sh- I think it would serve all of us to get into more of a gray area headspace. I think everybody's like, "Oh, they're real, real, real," or their beards, or these people must be in love and married. And it's like, no, like it's. I think it's messier than that. But I think that's a more fun story. Or like these people are just best friends and it's completely pure and they're not trying to sell us anything. And it's, you know, I think just allow yourself to like go to the gray area a bit and wonder, like, okay, well maybe they're hooking up, but maybe they're also this is, you know, of course, like I said, we don't think. Taylor and Haley were hooking up, but in general, right. particularly, I think when yeah. we talk about Taylor, I think we have to say, isn't it a little more fun to view it in a gray area way? Yeah. And that's how it's more yeah. and also makes the most sense in reality. So, yeah. And really, like we always say, like everything can be true, or at least most of it can be true, you know, to varying degrees. And um, things are gray, you know, things are gray, and lots of things can be happening all at once. And all of it, you know, be true to some extent. So that's very important to keep in mind as anybody explores the Game of Swift universe. Okay. Uh, January 2014, Taylor and Haley hang out at the Golden Globes um, after parties together with some of their other friends. Again, lots of pictures taken, makes its way into several um, publications. April 2014, uh, Glamour and Just Jared articles come out about Haley and Taylor. They were Pap walking around New York City. 
going out to dinner. Um, Haley was 17 at the time. Taylor was 24. I know we've talked about age differences before. Um, I mean, when I was 24, 17 probably was too young to, you know, I wasn't really looking for teenage friends no, at that time. Just hanging out like, no, come on. What is it? What is, come on. The only thing I'll yeah. say is I do feel like Haley and other people in the entertainment industry probably do have a bit of a cosmopolitan you know, they're sort of a world, more worldly yeah. than your average 17 year old, like hey, Oscar nominated a musician like Taylor. I'm sure they had some things in common that Taylor wouldn't, you know, an average 24 year old, and an average 17 year old wouldn't have in common. Right. But it's still just like, this is what Taylor does during this time period. We get her hanging out with Haley, you know, she's coming, you know, she recently, you know, a little bit before this dated Taylor Lautner, who was three years right. younger. And then you have Harry and Connor, both four years younger. I mean, Connor four and a half, yeah. like. Which, and I think all three of those relationships are fake. I, I think Taylor tends to like older guys until you all and comes along. But, um, you know, it's just it feels like she's trying to keep appealing to sort of a more teeny bopper audience, you know, right. until m- more 1989 end of the era and into reputation areas when she kind of grows up, but like, she's kind of delayed and stunted hanging out with these 17 yeah. year olds, 18 year olds. And it's just kind of, I don't know. It feels like, it, is she trying to keep selling her records to younger people or is it just something that's happening? Like or is Taylor kind of duck at 16. Like she said, you get stuck at the age you get famous at. Right. So that's Taylor, what I was like, just gonna say. With, yeah. You know, younger people as friends, but all the guys that are younger, she's dating, I think are fake. So who knows? Yeah, and I, th- I think it's probably partially it helps her sell music to younger music and merch and concert tickets and all that stuff mm-hmm. to younger people by um, staying relevant with the younger up and coming stars. And then also, like we know, she did get famous as a teenager. So she probably does. You know, there's a big part of her even till today that probably still has um, is in some way still that teenager, you know, She's not fully, but it. but some of it still. Yeah. She still acts like a bratty teenager sometimes. So, <laughs> sometimes. you know. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. So at this time when Taylor and Haley are hanging out in 2014, Haley was on the cover of Nylon's Young Hollywood issue. Um, she did some other magazines. So she's really on the rise at this point, like we're saying. It's just already cast in Pitch Perfect, probably already shooting Pitch Perfect 2. So they know she's she's going to be in some big stuff here. Um, Haley was interviewed at the time. She said she and Taylor are good friends. They do everything together from baking cookies to vacationing in Rhode Island with matching outfits. And again, that sounds a little bit Taylor-esque with the whole baking cookies and matching outfits and taking trips and all that sort of stuff. Well, what people have to understand, I'm sure all my listeners do by this point, but at the beginning of 2013... Taylor has this real public, messy, fake breakup with Harry Styles. And she starts to catch a lot of heat for it. Because when it was Jake Gyllenhaal, fine. Like, this older guy. When it was John Mayer, fine. Surely she got her heart broken with those guys. You know. But I feel like people started to get sick of it. To be like, how can she be this dramatic over this Mm -hmm. 18-year-old she was with for three months? And you have Amy Poehler and Tina Fey coming and making fun of her at the Golden Globes. Saying she's going to date somebody somebody's son who was it michael j fox's son yeah and like whatever you know they're like watch out for her you know this man eater and taylor hated it she had a complete meltdown she went and said you know women who don't help other women are going to hell and then she inappropriately (laughs) attributed the quote to the wrong person it just it was a mess and i think that's why uh paula 
her publicist ended up being, you know, let go. I mean, that's a year later that Paula leaves the team, but um, (laughs) I just think they said, okay, we've got to change the way the public views her. 1989 era, the next album era is going to be about best friends and not boys. Even though it's a breakup album, supposedly about a boy. So Haley comes in around this time and, you know, all of a sudden they're best friends baking cookies and the it yeah. is. It's almost like it was a Kaler trial run or something, right? You know, yeah. And interesting also that you mentioned Paula because, like you said, it was maybe like a year or so later that she's ultimately let go. Mm-hmm. Even though obviously that was probably in the works for a long time coming. Um, but the, just in Kaler timeline history, they will tell you that she was like, "Oh, I think either right before or like literally a day or so after the Big Sur trip, oh, that's the Kaler Big Sur trip in 2014." Yeah, like right after the pictures went up and yeah. that you got I do have to give it. I have to give that to them. I mean, that is. Very strange, interesting it's timing. Just, <laughs> it's just interesting timing, like who can yeah. know why, but like all these gay ass photos go up of Taylor and Carly, you know, hidden away in Big Sur. And the next day her, her publicist is let go. It's just I know the Kaler's like the narrative of like, oh, well, Paula didn't want them to be together. So Taylor fired her. And like, I don't right. know, maybe, but it's just, it is weird. Like, I will always give them yes. that point. It is weird, you know? Yes. Which one, one last thing on Kayla that I want to point out here, just because it does tie into my six degrees of the two Taylors mm-hmm. theory, um, which is right around that time also that Paula was let go. There still is an article that's up. Um, I had dug around and found it on the old L chat. And then um, it's, I posted it on my blog and I've seen it circulating in some other places. Um, but it is from the editor in chief of Marie Claire, who's also one of the editors of Elle. Um, she still holds those positions. So this is somebody well known in the industry. And she wrote an article, which was in Elle, um, about Taylor totally being queer. Um, what? you know, she, she phrased, she phrased it as comedy as like, this is like a, you know, like a, uh, a, a little bit satirical. But if you haven't seen it, you need to see it uh, yes. because uh, because this woman knows everybody. Like if you look at her Instagram at that time that this came out, where was she? She was with the Orange and the New Black cast at the fashion shows, uh, you know, and all sorts of things. Um, so for her to write that and it was about the Big Sur trip and about that it was a romantic trip between Taylor and Carly. And at the end of the article, she says that Taylor's ex was a woman. Um, so this is a very revealing, I think, especially coming from somebody who's the editor of two uh, major magazines and even the editor in chief of one of them. And she still holds those jobs. So she's not a fly by night person. So it's it's definitely interesting to look at if you haven't already seen that. Um, but like I said, it's phrased in satire, but it's it clearly perceives Taylor throughout the whole article as uh, as woman loving woman, because it it talks about her in a relationship with Carly or a new relationship with Carly in a romantic relationship with Carly and refers to the ex as a female, which maybe she was referring to Diana or somebody else. I don't know, but it's very interesting. Anyway, that was my little spiel on how it all does tie back to the two Taylors. Um, November 2014, Taylor and Haley hang out with Jamie King and Lord, and they posted about that. Um, March 2015, Taylor and Haley sit next to each other at the iHeart Radio Awards. Um, they also celebrated Camila Cabello's birthday around that time. 
May 2015, Haley was at Taylor's after party for the Billboard Music Awards in Las Vegas. This was one of the first Taven appearances. I think Calvin is in uh, one of the photo booth pictures with Taylor and Haley. So um, Haley's there for the beginning of Taven. Uh, Bad Blood music video, like we talked about, this was released in May of 2015. It was shot, I think, a month or two earlier in Los Angeles. Um, it premiered at the Billboard Music Awards. Um, which Haley and some of the squad attended those awards. Um, and as we said, Haley was the Trinity in the video, so she had her part. Um, the 1989 tour, Haley walked the stage with Taylor, Lena Dunham, Gigi Hadid, and Lily Aldridge at the July 2015 tour stop at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Um, 2015 VMAs took place in August. The Bad Blood music video won a Moon Man. And Haley was one of the squad members that were there to receive the award with Taylor. And I think Haley posted about it later um, that she's got her moon man on her kitchen table or something like that. Okay, August 2015. Oh, like we had said, this was when Haley's debut single, Love Yourself, was released on Republic Records. Um, let's talk about Haley's music for a second. I did listen all the way through for this episode uh, to basically everything. And I think she has like three eps according to google but there seems to only be two on spotify so maybe the others are sort of just bunched off into singles but um yeah she doesn't have a lot of extraordinarily gay music uh love myself right. is kind of gay vibes just because it's so like girl powery like a little bit and it's kind of scandalous so that's kind of gay of it but like it's not explicitly queer um the, the only thing i notice is like all her she has a lot of breakup songs like these eps only have like four or five songs on them and usually most of them are breakup songs and mm -hmm. i just thought that was it's like i feel like you know she gets upset she like has a breakup or gets upset with something and then we get like music from her like an ep but yeah you know she has some really good singles as well starving is of course one of her most popular songs and um yeah. my favorite song of hers besides love yourself uh, is I Love Yous, which has a sample. It's like, it's good. But she has like, yeah. all of her songs are breakup songs, basically. And yeah. I just, well, who are we attributing these people to? You know, I guess we're going to talk about like some of the people she's yeah. shipped with or maybe have relationships with. But, um, right. I just her public rumored romances. Yeah. Like her songs are all really sad. Yeah. And I, I don't know how much she writes of her songs. Like, I don't think she's known as being a lyricist. Like Taylor Swift is, um, right. and she may be one of the pop girls that has um, other people doing most of the writing, so it's kind of tough to know that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe some hardcore Haley fans can help us out with what she actually wrote on some of this. But yeah, no, I do agree that a lot of her songs are breakup songs, and the No More I Love Yous, I think, is a Annie Lennox cover, um, yes. which is good. Yeah, which is a real good song. Yeah. Yeah. Um great pop music which i you guys know i'm a poptimist um yes <laughs> fun fun stuff there yeah okay march 2016 uh taylor posted a photo with Haley, selena and camilla for camilla's birthday um august 2016 Haley was interviewed in the billboard in 17 um this was when we start to see her kind of trailing off now from the squad um, and, I, and I know I had mentioned it to you before that it seemed like when the squad starts to transition towards the Brit girls, like Kara, Lily, Suki, um, Haley and some of the other ones start to trail off now. 
So August 2016, Haley's interviewed, and she says that she's not as close with Taylor as people think, um, that they don't see each other very much. So that was kind of like the first time. Now it wasn't all roses and bacon cookies and vacations. Now it's like, we just don't see each other that much. Right. Um, October 2016, there's an Us Magazine article about the squad and their group chat. Um, Haley, like I said, seemingly leaves the squad around this time as it's transitioning into um, the Brit girls and the eventual move to London that we know Taylor does um, late 2016. Um, so we don't hear from Haley again until anything between Haley and Taylor again until April 2019. So about two and a half years go by. Um, they were reunited. They were both at the Gigi Hadid birthday party that year. Um, I don't think they were there together. It was just more of a bunch of people were there and they both happened to be there. Um, January, 2021, there's a radio interview where Haley learns, or at least this is what she says she learns that Evermore may be partially based on Emily Dickinson. And that's kind of news, um, to Haley to hear that December, right. 2021. Oh, sorry. So let's go talk ahead. about that for a second because yeah. That's going to play into Ivy being in yes. Dickinson. Yes. And so Haley gets asked during an interview because there's a theory. Swifties and everybody sort of does theories about Evermore. Evermore got right. a surprise released or announced yeah. and then released a matter of hours later on yeah. Emily Dickinson's birthday. And right. then, yeah. um, you know, the, the line Sue Forevermore is, of course, yeah. a, a Emily, the Sue Emily. What did their ship name? Emmy Sue, I can't remember what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sue and Emily like relationship. That is a real line that Emily Dickinson wrote. So people think there's a right the Forevermore line that's in New Year's Day and and other ones too. Yeah, right. So Haley gets asked like, "Oh, is this you know is this part of your show or like or is this inspired by Emily Dickinson as well or like you know does Taylor watch the show?" She looks kind of very confused, but like she's like, "I know her. I guess I'm gonna have to ask, you know, call her up and ask." And then what we get later. It's so funny because... Right, about a year later, yeah. Yeah, so basically about 11, 12 months later, Ivy is played during the closing credits of a Dickinson episode right after or while Emily and Sue are having sex. Um, And now the showrunner has taken credit for that. She says she realized, you know, Ivy fits in well with the show and that she had reached out to Taylor and her team and that Taylor herself approved using Ivy for the show. So um, that's sort of like a big win for the Gaylers out there that, you know, Ivy was featured during the sex scene of the Dickinson show. Right. I mean, it's just the way it reads to me, which is how I like to imagine it is that Haley was like, listen to the song. He's like, Oh my God. So true. And she called Taylor up and was like, Hey, do you write this gay ass song about my gay ass show? And Taylor was just (laughs) like, yeah, it's a really gay song. Don't you think? Or like, whatever, you know, she didn't write it Uh about Dickinson, but she was just like, so true. It's also as gay as the show Dickinson. And Haley was like, yep, um, we're going to use it after a sex scene or during a sex scene for a a gay sex scene for my gay ass show with your gay ass (laughs) And Taylor was like, you go, girl. You you pegged it. Like, that song is very gay. Good looking out. Yes. Because that's how it reads to me. Yeah. Like, Haley's like, let me look into this song. Oh, we've got to put this at the end of the gay sex scene. It's just hilarious to me. Yeah. Even if that's not really what happened, that's how I'm going to. Yeah. No, it, it very well may have happened that way. But like with so many things in Gaylor Swift universe, there's another Hitler explanation for it out there. Of course. Or just an alternate is. explanation, which was that the showrunner voluntarily took all the credit for it. <laughs> right. 
So whether that was true or not, she she went ahead and tried to take the credit for tying the two together. Um, Taylor and Haley also both, fun little fact, they both recorded songs for the Fifty Shades movies. Um, As we know, Taylor's song with Zayn was, and I think it was called Fifty Shades Darker, which came out around early 2017. Um, There was the whole, you know, Dakota Johnson being papped a bit with Taylor around that time period. Uh, late 2016, and then Haley Haley's song was in the Fifty Shades Freed movie, which was one of the later movies after that. But they're both Fifty Shades girls. Okay, let's talk about the public romances. So, um, publicly, she was rumored to be dating Charlie Puth in 2015. They were spotted backstage hanging out at the American Music Awards. Um, neither of them have ever officially confirmed anything um which is interesting because at the same time i think he was rumored maybe to be seeing megan trainer and so or somebody else also and he denied those other women but he never officially denied Haley, for whatever that's worth you would um, think if there was anything <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you would think if there had been a pr element between whatever's going on there they would have been like obviously it would have been really publicized and it wasn't so it's more low-key, yeah. which makes me think, hey, you know, maybe they hooked up. I love Charlie yeah. with the music. He's great. Yeah. I hope they hooked up. That'd be great. <laughs> um, Cameron Smoller, uh, Haley was rumored to be dating him 2016-2017. He's the brother of Gigi Hadid's um, friend and assistant at the time. Um, he's an Instagram personality. They attended the Golden Globes together in several public events. Um, so they were sort of definitely officially a couple, um, posted out about each other a lot on Instagram. Some fans think they might've got back together 2019 through 2021, because again, they were spotted out and about, including at a Republic Records party and at a Billie Eilish concert together. It could just be that they had stayed friends. Um, I think, you know, Haley didn't officially comment one way or the other on that in those later years. Um, Justin Bieber, it was 2017 where he was allegedly with Haley um, for about a month after they met at church. Haley denies this rumor and said they've been friends for years, and that is not true that they dated. Uh, Niall Horan um, from One Direction, they were rumored to be together for about a year, from late 2017 to late 2018. They had been friends beforehand, and they were spotted attending some events together. Um, I don't think they officially confirmed their relationship, but they both alluded to being in love um in some of the interviews they gave that's interesting Um, i feel like mm -hmm. niall of the one direction guys after harry niall has some really convincing gay moments i feel like yeah i feel like there's a video or something of him guy like nothing crazy but they're out at a bar it's a gay bar maybe or i don't know but then you got so you gotta wonder of course like there's very, I feel like you could convince me anybody in Hollywood's bisexual. So even if he's into guys, right. still would have been with Haley. But, you know, interesting note about now. Guys, I think we need to do a One Direction deep dive, including maybe <laughs> yeah. some main pod episodes about Larry. Because we've talked about Larry a lot on the Patreon, but never on the main yeah. pod. I feel like maybe we should. We're Larry skeptics here at the pod, but uh, we could talk about it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And One Direction is just an interesting group, I mean, because they play a big part in pop culture. Obviously, Harry Styles is still very famous, and, um, you know, like you said, there's still a lot of Larrys out there. Harry's still famous, Zayn's still good-looking, and I don't know what's going on with the rest of them. 
Um, now let's talk about some of the possible queerness or woman-loving woman um, activity by Haley. Okay, October 4th, 2015, she posts a photo of herself on a stage and captions it G-A-Y. I know you said some people think that might have been the name of the club, um, but this is sort of something that's cited by people who um, think it might have been a hint about queerness. Yeah, I mean, she didn't have to caption it that, you know? Right. She just... She could have said anything. The song she was right. singing or great night at the club or thank you, right. Gay, for having me. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, she or just like location tagged it to the nightclub or something. Yeah. yeah. She didn't have to caption a big picture of her in the middle of a stage, like glitter right. everywhere and yeah. caption it G-A-Y, Gay. Like she didn't right. have to, but she did, yeah. which is some nonsense, yes. if you ask me. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, June 12th, 2016. Um, so this is kind of a big one. What I, I think is probably, as far as what we've seen, sort of like the most bit of proof that she may be queer, which was in her tweet about attending LA Gay Pride and joining the LGBT, LGBTQ community at Pride, um, where she wrote, and I quote, I could have danced all night in celebration of our freedom and equality. So just like we have with the Taylor Swift using... Um, the words are our pride or our freedom, which I think she did when she um, introduced Ruby Rose for a human rights campaign award. Uh, Back in the day, we see Haley here now referring to it as our freedom and equality, kind of considering herself part of the LGBT community. Yeah, I think not a a community she's not a part of. (laughs) I think think Taylor also um, said, let's show our pride when she introduced, I think, a petition that she was trying to get people to sign or something like that for gay rights. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. And Haley does it far less than Taylor. But that, just that tweet series right there that you just said, that's enough for me. Like, I I just feel like, first of all, who even cares? But like, that's Haley's sort of tacit, you know, uh, admission to maybe not being straight because who's, I don't know. I just can't imagine like talking about anything that doesn't, you know, that isn't personally. Like, I would never talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and say, like, our our freedom or we have to stop our oppression. Right. That would be so yeah. offensive for me to say. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's not yeah. my, like, of course I support the movement. It is not my movement. And I just, I don't know. I can't. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, these girlies are out here, like, either they're horrible people taking claim of, you know, cultural or, you know, st- social status that sh- isn't theirs. Right. Or... They're just gay. And I think let's it's a better world to imagine they're just gay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um yes. one other cute gaily moment. I don't even think it a hundred percent counts, but in twenty fifteen, um, she and Selena Gomez left uh Justin Bieber's AMA party. Now, of course, so you've gotta imagine um around this time Selena and Justin are get back on and it they kind of do in November of twenty fifteen. I only know this in the Jelena's timeline because the Carlina, Cara Delevingne and Selena, you know, hook up fling friendship, mm-hmm. which I think they, you know, I don't think they were girlfriend, girlfriend, but I, you know, we have an episode on Selena, gay Lena uh, episode where we get into that. But like she and she and Haley look real cozy holding hands. Could have just been two friends hanging out. You do that after you have some drinks, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, I just see two, you know, fruity girls out holding hands and I got to yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so let's jump into Sophie Turner, because this is sort of like the 
one, you know, main uh, rumored woman loving woman possible romance for Haley. Um, so let's let's look at this because I think there's some really interesting things going on here. Um, as I mentioned to you before, I think the Sophie Turner Joe Jonas uh, relationship, which I do think is completely real. Um, just some of the stuff going on with that is kind of interesting as it applies to um, some of the Gaylor stuff, maybe even some of the Taylor Joe Alwyn stuff. So let's dive in. Okay. So in 2015, the movie Barely Lethal was released. And this was the movie that Haley and Sophie Turner started. Um, it started filming in 2013. And right off the bat, from that time period, 2013 through 2016, um, they had a lot of PR moments. Um, again, it doesn't mean they don't have a real connection, but there was a lot of uh, PR moments for the movie, um, them being papped together out and about in situations where they likely called the paps on themselves or just acting very flirty with each other at uh, meeting, fan meeting greets or premiere or something like that. Okay, so they were photographed holding hands and wearing similar outfits in 2015 at a barely lethal screening in Los Angeles, and at a fan meeting greet in London. I've got pictures of all the stuff on um, the post that's going to come out when the pod episode comes out. Um, they sat front row next to each other at a London fashion show. They were papped holding hands and getting ice cream in Malibu in 2014. Um, then there's sort of, it, it trails off. Um, you know, once you get to 2016, it sort of trails off. Um, they were reuni reunited and took a photo together at Coachella in 2017. Haley was there with Cameron Smoller, who we discussed a few minutes ago, and Sophie was there with Joe Jonas. So Sophie and Joe Jonas debut as a couple in November of 2016. Um, I wrote on my blog recently that just some of the timeline of them as a couple is pretty similar to the timeline, as I believe, Tilly, uh, the Taylor Lily Donaldson. So let's just look at that briefly. So November 2016, um, Sophie and Joe go to the Kings of Leon performance, which was associated with the MTV European Music Awards. Um, as we know, Kings of Leon was the concert that uh, Joe Alwyn is rumored to have been at. That's the first night of the Bowery Nights Out, you know, the famous Bowery Nights Out of October 2016. Lily's there. Um, some of the other squad members are there. So we've got that little connection there with Kings of Leon. Um, then in 20, early 2017, when Sophie was at a red carpet, she posted a picture of herself on Instagram, and Joe Jonas left a single flame emoji, which was all over the magazines as being <laughs> described as, you know, romance goals, proof of their dating, he's the perfect boyfriend, just makes me believe in love. Um, things that are kind of over the top for just one single flame emoji. So I found that interesting because, as we know, Taylor Swift leaves 13 flame emojis on Lily's very similar picture just a month or two before then. And, of course, the media is silent <laughs> and doesn't mention a single thing about that. But for when Joe Jonas did it for Sophie Turner, it was all over the place. I'm just um, saying, okay. first of all, mm -hmm. the bar is so low for cis and yes. white men. It's just at nothing. Yes. They literally yeah. just show up and exist, and they're yeah. given awards for it. Yes. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift can be so gay to her friends sometimes, and her friends can be so gay around her. I'm just thinking yeah. about, like, Diana's hijinks on social media during SwiftCon were, like, 
nothing compared to what, like, or what Harry was up to on social media, which was like, he would tweet song lyrics and that was about it. Like compared to like Diana, like ripping her heart out of her chest after Kaylor goes on a, you know, um, the romantic, you know, very publicized uh, Vogue spread vacation. And then also she streamed Cardigan, like what other ex of Taylor's, you know, supposed alleged ex. Has done that, you know. Right. So you have Taylor up here, just like gassing Lily up in her Instagram comments, like fire, 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 and nobody cares. Nobody, you know. Yeah, right. And it really also just calls into, um, you know, makes us take a look at what the media looks for, what the general public looks for. If it's a male female couple, they want to eat it up, and anything remotely or especially between two women, it's just brushed off as either nothing or friendship. And, you know, it's it's a very much a double standard, and that's unfair. Because, you know, even if Swift Gone wasn't real, or Kayla wasn't real, or Tilly wasn't real, then uh, still all these things happened. Taylor still left those searching flame emojis. He still was, you know, found Lily's picture very hot. And the post that I put out, I think maybe it was about a week or so ago now, about this particular thing, you know, I went through the timeline of Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner from that late 2016, early 17 era, their social media media activity and how the media perceived that versus Taylor and Lily during that same time and what was going on between them on social media, which was a whole lot, you know, including the My Overdriver is So Pretty and so many other things that, you know, no media picks up on. Well, it's just, why is heterosexual the assumed default? I mean, I can understand some media outlets don't want to talk about Gaylor because it might piss Tree off. But, like, it is kind of weird that just the whole media sort of assumes heterosexuality. And even though almost nobody, who is out as straight? I mean, nobody really necessarily, I mean, some people come and say it, but, like, and then sometimes they're lying, but you know, it's just Taylor's never made a comment about how she personally identifies. And so why, yeah. why can't it be like, Oh, Taylor, you know, look at Taylor Swift. She's like, you know, hitting on this model publicly for all to see. <laughs> right. yeah. just, I don't know. That would be my utopia. If I became president of the world, articles yeah. would only be about girls hitting on other girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The world would be a so much more fun place. Like we said, if people just looked at things through a more fun lens, it would be so great instead of just, you know, always defaulting to heterosexuality right. or just always not, um, you know, just giving things a chance as far as looking at it from a queer lens. Well, it's just like if I want to, like, see a guy comment a fire emoji on a girl's Instagram post, like, I mean, you can just see that kind of interaction just anywhere. Open any Instagram profile or, like, just go to Target and there's just straight people there existing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, who okay, it's just boring to me. And and it's just so interesting, too, how the media took that one flame emoji to be proof of their dating, to be romance goals, to be he's the perfect boyfriend, all these things that, you know, that Sophie and Joe themselves did not even say. <laughs> but but when this happens in Gaylor Swift world, it's always like, oh, no, you know, you guys are crazy. That no way could it mean that when we're in the Joe Jonas case, you know, one flame emoji means so much. Right. OK, um, so Haley. Seinfeld was rumored to have set up Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas um, in 2016 when they first started dating. This is the rumor she denies. Um, She told Jimmy Fallon that she'll take credit for it because they're cute, but she did not set them up. 
Um, she said instead that Sophie, when Joe Jonas slid into her DMs, um, Sophie messaged Haley and asked, what is he like? And Haley gave him the thumbs up. So um, that was her little involvement in Sophie and Joe Jonas getting together. Um, Sophie and Joe announced their engagement in 2017. They were married twice in 2019. As far as I can tell, Haley did not attend either of Sophie's weddings. So that's just kind of interesting because that's kind of reminiscent of Kaylor with Taylor Swift not attending any of Carly Claus's weddings. Hmm. Um, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Um, Sophie is out as falling for souls, not genders. She has admitted in an interview to previously dating men and women. Um, I will say she was very young at the time and she did kind of phrase it as um, experimentation. But I think she is out as um as a, I essentially bisexual or pansexual. So that's great that she is. Um, 2019, Haley and Sophie danced together and hung out at the VMAs. Sophie was married at this point. Uh, the three of them also hung out at the Vanity Fair Oscar party that year. Um, I noticed that Sophie, it does have a collaboration with Joe's band, uh, DNCE. So they were, you know, working on music together at some point. Also, I'm not exactly sure when that collab came out. But um, they do have that song. And then in late 2021, um, on the Netflix roast of the Jonas Brothers, um, we have our one little last Swift connection here, which is that Sophie talked about Joe Jonas and his parody ring, which we know he had when he was dating Taylor Swift way back when in, uh, when was it, like 2008 or sometime around then. Um, so Sophie described the parody ring and said Joe not only had his fingers in the ring, but he also had it in his co-stars, actresses, and supermodel. So um, I just found that really interesting because she didn't mention any singers or musicians or anybody who sounded like Taylor Swift. <laughs> so um, I know you thought that, you know, maybe she could not say Taylor Swift, but it's just interesting um, leaving out, you know, singers or musicians or anybody who could be. Taylor Swift, as far as somebody who he had, um, you know, some sort of sexual activity with while he still had the purity ring on. Yeah, I mean, you guys know I'm a Taylor and Joe 1.0 truther. I don't think it was very serious. So, like, even if he didn't, you know, get that far with her, <laughs> I think, you know, I think they were told to date and she had a big fat crush on him and then publicly yeah. shit herself and, like, threw a tantrum all over the whole world when he broke up with her. So uh, I think we talked about, we might talk about the Jonas Brothers in another episode and go deeper into that. Or I've always promised we will do a Jailer 1.0 episode someday because it is so dramatic. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to take that, except I feel like since Sophie, Joe is like, they're on really good terms with Taylor now. You know, there's all these yeah. shout outs and, you know, send babies presents and like whatever, you know, them making, you know, having in on the joke with, Mr. Perfectly Fine. Um, yeah. Makes me think. Yeah, the three of them all seem to be friends, so that's great. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be like, yeah, he totally finger banged Taylor Swift. Like, I just, who knows? <laughs> and Taylor's friends with Nick Jonas also. I think she's been friends with him for years too, so they, they all get along well. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. So just, just a last little bit about Joe Jonas and Sophie and its connection to Taylor, since Taylor is a main, big part of you know, what you do on the pod and your blog and everything, um, was uh, Halloween when they first started dating in 2016. Again, 
there was a picture of them and maybe like 20 other people. And again, the media looked at that as, oh, you know, proof that they were dating. Um, and then, you know, we see Taylor's Halloween party from the same year, which was a lot smaller. We know she's got a couple sexy pictures with Lily. We know Lily spent the night and was, you know, photographed afterwards by a friend, uh, afterwards uh, by a fan who took that photo of Lily. So, again, there's kind of like a big discrepancy between when it happens in straight world, it's, oh, my gosh, it's so much proof. Look at this. Look at that. And then when it happens in not straight world, it's, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It can't be, you know, remotely similar, even though one set of pictures, the Taylor Lily ones, were a lot sexier than the uh, Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas pictures from that same event. Um, and then lastly, uh, you know, Sophie's British. They wanted to be relatively private with their relationship at first. Uh, now, obviously, they've been together for a while and they're not so private. But, you know, they were posting pictures of their family. They were posting pictures in London. Um, an occasional social media picture of each other here and there when they were first um, officially out as a couple in 2017. So uh, it's just interesting, you know, because I think the Taylor Joe Alwyn way they handle their relationship is different. And I won't really comment on that because I know we have all have different views on what we think of it. Um, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I, I just found that interesting how they, they were, Joe Jonas, and Sophie Turner is obviously also a popular couple, also very, um, you know, could be considered A-list and all that sort of stuff and how they handled their quote unquote private relationship versus, um, Taylor and Joel and, you know, just something to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, lastly, I wanted to point out that Haley was voted the number one woman on the 2022 LCHAT Hot 100 poll. So I think Dickinson played a big role in that. <laughs> and that was a uh, a nice win for her. We love that. I'm <laughs> on sure that she was internet still, fan poll. I'm yes. sure she was like, oh, she calls up her agent and she's like, oh, you know, are the LCHAT results in yet? I want to know am I the hottest. And she is. I, Haley's stunning. I, I think yeah. she's just great. I, I pulled together just about Dickinson. I, I think I've seen a little more of the show than you, and I do really yeah. know it, and it is very gay. Um, I just pulled a, a couple quotes uh, about sort of some of the queerness in the show and just Haley's attitude towards it. I mean, I don't know that she'd say anything other than anything positive, but still worth noting in a gaily Steinfeld episode. Um, the yeah. interviewer in this interview says to her, I love how queerness is incorporated so naturally within the narrative. Emily's desires are never labeled. It is what it is. Haley uh, responds, absolutely. I find that it's one of, if not the biggest parts of the show. It's in the DNA of Dickinson, the relationship that Emily has with Sue. The show has always been about not putting people in a box and not labeling a certain behavior. It's about seeing and understanding and being seen and feeling uh, truly understood. Emily finds that within her best friend, and she happens to be a woman. And I think this whole relationship, from what we do know factually, was a big part of Emily's life. And therefore, a big part of our show. Now, of course, Haley's an executive producer on Dickinson. Now, executive producer can very well could be a vanity title. And it just means she's giving some money to support the production of the show. And, you know, she can reap the benefits of that financially. But EPs can also have creative control into the show. Um, So, you know, the show's so gay, Haley may have a hand in that. And certainly... This is another instance of she's drawn to this project that is just so extraordinarily queer. You know, it really is the backbone of the show. You know, Emily Dickinson kind of, yeah. she has like a male love interest at 1.2 and like a couple guy suitors that she doesn't even like. But um, it is just, 
explicitly very gay yeah. in the show, and she was drawn to yes. it. Um, another thing she said, she said, um, there have been moments throughout the making of the show where I personally have felt so connected and maybe even too close to the character I'm playing and what she's going through in that moment that it's almost been hard for me to comprehend what's going on. So like, <laughs> I don't know this whole talk about, well, Emily, like the way Haley sees it as it's not about labeling anything. She just found all this special connection in her best friend and it happened mm -hmm. to be a woman i don't know yeah. i feel like that could be a little personal <laughs> for Haley, right I yeah. think it's fair yeah. to, to guess that it is um yeah so i mean we gotta give we gotta give props to dickinson i also think i feel like there is a meme on social media where the other girl in the show that plays sue ella hunt is like always mm -hmm. tagging Haley and always talking to her on social media and like always talking about mm -hmm. her and Haley like never responds publicly. So everybody thinks yeah. Ella has a crush on Haley. Ella is out as queer. She came out. Um, yeah. She kind of did like a, she kind of came out clumsily where she was sort of saying like queerness is also like more about the communities you sort of identify with. And it does sound like, you know, sort of encroaching on like, sexuality has to do right you know like you can't just be like well i like gay people so i'm gay right you have to be queer like you have to actively be queer and she kind of miscommunicated i feel like i think she was mm -hmm. trying to be more broad about it but then she just on twitter she was like girls i like girls like i'm i'm gay like she quickly sort of rectified what she said but you know is there a crush is there a flirtation there i don't Maybe. I don't know. It seems like Ella's very into Haley. But I also think this is just a good example of like, I'm sure Haley like texts her and it's just like, right. oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, um, Haley probably has less control over her social media than Ella has over hers, right? Much bigger star in Haley. So I don't know, just a little Dickinson gay funness going on behind the scenes there. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good show. The, the episodes I've seen are all good. And again, like Pitch Perfect, I think if people haven't seen it they should go out and watch it absolutely yeah definitely yeah. go check out dickinson and you know it's over now so i don't think it got renewed yeah or they just they ended it so um seems like shows even good ones have shorter and shorter life cycles these days yeah yeah and it's always good to just support you know shows with queer themes or or whatnot because you know we want to see more of that right and we want to see them last longer and we want um, out queer stars, you know, to have a platform and all that sort of stuff. A hundred percent. Hey y'all, it's Cam coming to you in the midst of the edit. I've been doing a little more snooping on Haley to see if there's any other Willowa nonsense that we've missed out on. And I've been going through the L chat, which of course, grain of salt with the L chat, of course, an anonymous message board is not always going to be the best source for anything, but I want to mention a few um things the l chat enjoyed shipping her with ella of course ella fair enough is out as queer and they had great chemistry on the show it seems like since the show has ended um ella is her co-star in dickinson it seems like since the show has ended ella has they've kind of quit interacting on social media could we say perhaps there was they were involved and stopped interacting because there was a breakup and you know that's why they're not interacting anymore or is it they were friendly but most of their like interaction was due to the show now that the show's over they don't need to interact so much anymore uh i don't know could be either like i said ella's out as not straight we mentioned that earlier in the episode um <clears throat> what one thing really caught my eye there is a girl named greer 
Gustavson. Thank you to the Anon who Anoned in her Instagram handle and let me like find her and find what they're talking about. Um, she's the daughter of a billionaire. As far as I can tell, she's been friends with Haley for maybe a couple years. Um, she, I think maybe shot a magazine cover or at least she sort of claims to on Instagram in 2020. And, um, there's some fun content with these two. So this is just this sort of, I don't know, beautiful heiress is this girl. Greer, uh, her handle on Instagram is Greer Lynn. She claimed, um, in December of 2020 that she shot Haley Steinfeld for the cover and editorial of Glamour UK while eating cupcakes. What more could you ask for? Um, Haley apparently has, an, has, has claimed this girl as her assistant on different sets and different projects. Very interesting because a billionaire's daughter does not need a job. Certainly not a PA, which is sort of a, not exactly like, you know, a high ranking job. Uh, this reminds me back to our Sean episodes where Sean with her ex actually was introduced as a PA. So that really um does throw up some rainbow color flags for me um now of course again this is the l chat so i've only seen receipts on a few of these things but somebody has written up a bit of a master post um and you know guys grain of salt with the l chat because they're sort of claiming things but i'm not seeing screenshots to prove it because that's not how the l chat works i wish there was a tumblr blog following all this Hey, maybe somebody should make one and start collecting evidence for, I don't know, Grayley. What are we calling it? G and H is what they refer to Greer and Haley as in this post. Um, so they, in March, this uh, like two, two or three days ago, wrote up this master post. So I'm glad I went and caught it before this episode went to air. But they said, new here, but I've been reading for weeks. I started reading from page one, but I was more interested in knowing if there were rumors from the past. It's sad that these last few months, this place has been so full of anger when it used to be such a safe place. So L chat, so true. Like, it's just people saying, I think Haley's gay. And then somebody else being like, no, no, she's not. You're delusional. And it's, I don't know why people feel the need to interact with that in that kind of way online. Um, but they do. That is a tradition of the L chat. So who am I to judge? Um, so... You know, they say in the war between shippers, so people are shipping Haley with Ella, still some, and they say, if I really have to choose, I take G. So that's what they call Greer. I have been on her in H for months now, and I've collected hundreds of clues. And if only half of these were true, it would mean H has been with G for at least a year now. G was literally everywhere with H during the filming of Hawkeye. H introduced G as her assistant only to have her on set. But when they were not together, H literally left a big amount of clues of how she was missing someone in Malibu. G is from Malibu. I don't know what these clues are. Like, um, I don't, I don't know that Haley introduced Greer as her assistant on set for sure. I just know that's what they're claiming. Um, I don't know that Greer was literally everywhere with H during the filming of Hawkeye. That's what they're claiming. So everything in here they're claiming, I'm going to read to you guys, but it's all just claims. I've seen receipts. They were together in Venice, and I see I you can just go on Haley fan pages on Instagram and see like they are together. Um, but l- listen, this is a speculative podcast, and I love this post that somebody wrote up. I love like a a master doc or like a you know a, a mission statement for gayness that like people come up with. So this might all be false. Um, I will let you guys know when I've seen like proof of what they're saying, which is not much, but 
I also didn't dig that deep. Um, maybe I need to do a deeper dive and then made it, make a TikTok on this. I'm not sure, but it, it's it's still good stuff. So they go on to say, G would be a real a great assistant if she wasn't the daughter of a billionaire. That's I agree. Who certainly didn't intend to have that kind of career. I mean. She would have been ex- she would have been an excellent assistant, but it makes it hard to believe that she may have chosen to go with an assistant career after college graduation. She has graduated from USC, uh, and makes me think uh, that with all the options at her disposal, she simply chooses what to do and where to do it. Assistant photographer, singer. G was with H in Venice. This is true. I've seen pictures of them together. There's actually some cute pictures where Haley is dressed up for an event in a suit, and Greer has like a dress on, and it's very. I love a girl in a suit and a girl in a dress, if you know what I mean. Um, did you see her Instagram story with that beautiful song just after the Armani Beauty Night? So I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about. They've been tracking Greer on Instagram, and there's all these stories they're mentioning. Uh, the one that start with the crowd is leaving and I can't hear a thing. They put that in quotes. The timeline in her screenshot exactly at the beginning of these lyrics. Now you're under my skin. I feel like I'm 17. Endless dreaming about you. Don't, don't you feel it too? The video in which G lets H walk ahead right before the red carpet of the Venice Festival and H brushing G's hand for a very little moment. Have you seen G trying to hide from the paps in New York City in the Met Gala days? Why an assistant would ever try and hide after being uh, seen everywhere else with H? G wasn't in London with H in November because it's her mother's birthday. And in those days, she said, home is where the heart is. I'm not sure who said home is where the heart is. Did Haley say it or did Greer say it? I don't know. You can see how she becomes less active on Instagram during the last year, and most of her activities are related to H. Also, she's exactly the kind of girl I think Haley would like. I don't know how they know what kind of girl Haley likes, but uh, trained body, blue or green eyes, a California girl who loves the sea and is into music, and she also knows Hollywood stuff but is not a part of it. Uh, white hearts everywhere in the stories for about a year those little hearts on fire so apparently you know it seems like these girls maybe could be signaling each other on social media we've seen that before possibly uh g in her pajama pants lying on the couch with her dog in the house h rented after the first lockdown i would love to see these pictures and confirm you know a lot of times you'll see like i've seen shippers i think there was something between like zoe and taylor where zoe was lying on a white couch at one point taylor was on another white couch they're sort of similar, but they're not the same. You know, you, you can, I don't trust a shipper. I love a shipper. I appreciate a shipper, but I want to see these receipts in my own eyes. So maybe this is the call. Who can help me get these receipts? Maybe we need to make a master post based on this info that this Anon wrote up. Um, the cameo G made on that phone in the final scene of H in Hawkeye. I don't know about this. Come on. Her name on screen in the beginning of one of the most famous MCU series that year. It's a huge romantic gesture. Not exactly sure what they're referring to here. Um, that ready for summer pick in the middle of January. The next day, G flew to Hawaii with her best friend. And guess what? The only pick we have of those seven days contains a big clue. Valentine's Day cake and cookies. The gingerbread house from G's family to H's family at Christmas. Their families do seem to know each other. There's pictures of Haley and Greer going out to dinner with Greer's parents. So we saw that a little bit with Swift Ground, right? Diana had dinner with Taylor and her mother. Um, and there's we've got photos of you know, uh, Haley seems very comfortable with Greer's parents. Like, they're hugging, and um, also Haley and Greer, like, their hands kind of brush and some of the pap picks. You know, I like it, you know. It doesn't prove anything, but I like it. Um, they say, I mean, they've spent the last year and a half together flying around the world. All, all we have are 
one pick they took in Venice, two picks for H's birthday, one pick in Hawaii, and some event nights. All the rest is Pat picks and video, so of course they're trying to hide most of the time, but when you spend all your time with another person for at least a year, it's okay, you know, something's going to escape. After a year, I think I can understand why H feels like it's okay showing up together at parties. Um, I'm sorry for the Huntfield stands. Huntfeld stands, so that's Ella Hunt and Haley Steinfeld. That's what they call them. Huntfeld. Okay. Fun to learn that. I started as a huge Emmy Sue fan, uh, but I would never migrate into a Huntfeld stand because they were co-workers, and I know this could be part of a game, but I think it's a little... No, nobody's creepy. Everybody can ship who they ship. Uh, You know, if you want to ship Haley and Ella, that's fine. If you want to ship Haley and Greer, great. I do... I am liking this, you know, what we've got going on between Haley and Greer, at least at first glance. I do like it. Um, but Ella has a boyfriend, and we all know she was still with them less than two months ago at Valentine's Day. So Ella had a boyfriend the whole time. That's also probably why she had such an easy, maybe not such an easy time, but that's why she, maybe part of why she was able to come out is that, you know, don't worry, guys. I still love men. Um, for the one saying Ella was secretly at a Vanity Fair party, are you serious? Um, I don't know. They're sort of debunking some Huntfeld theories, maybe. Um, I'm not here to fight Huntfeld. I'm just here for H and G. Uh, I also do, I don't think anything went on between Ella and Haley. Like I think they had great chemistry, but like kind of said at the top of this, they're not even really interacting anymore. So um, there's they're just talking about, um, may you know. Haley and Greer being at this party for Vanity Fair and uh, you know Ella maybe wasn't there at a different party so I I want to see there's a few things I want to see I want to see this couch that you know um, Greer is lying on that's supposedly Haley's and you know just I want to see what are those white hearts they've both been using apparently I want to see those I want to see um, Haley talking about missing someone in Malibu. I want to know about that. So I, I think there's something here, but of course a bunch of people then came along and were like, oh, you're delusional, like whatever. Um, uh, apparently on Haley's TikTok, there is a, a na- a, an image of Greer and Haley's names together at a dinner table, sort of like a romantic dinner maybe. Um, but also, it seems Greer's ex-boyfriend has is still interacting with her Instagram at least last fall when Haley and Greer were in Venice. Her Greer's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, I don't know, was commenting heart eyes on things. Now, I you know, young people get together, break up, hook up. It's not that deep. Throw in heart eye emojis, have a few drinks, and go annoy your ex on Instagram like it happens. So I don't. I don't really take that as like stone cold proof of anything. Like she was in Venice with Haley, Haley looking great in a suit, girl looking cute in a dress. That means more to me than just like an, an emoji left by some guy. I don't really care about that. Um, but a lot of people, you know, don't believe this. I mean, half the people in this thread seem to think Haley's straight, which it's like, okay, get off the L chat, but that's just how it is out there. Um, And I don't know. I like it. I'm on Grayley. What are we calling it? What What is Greer and Haley called? I like Grayley. That's just me. Um, you guys tell me what we're going to call it. And I think it's worth maybe a deeper dive if we can find receipts on this stuff. So if anyone has receipts, 
or like I don't know, maybe I need to go deep dive on some Haley fan accounts that, you know, post updates. But um Yeah, somebody said please at least use spoilers when quoting that long ass novel of delusion. So not everybody likes it. I do like it, you know, but I'm here for the shippers. I I uh, appreciate the write-ups. If if some of this stuff is real, I'd be pretty interested um, to see. But she is good friends with the girl. They are traveling together. I've seen proof of that for sure. Um, and Haley's just so fucking adorable. I love her. She's a beautiful girl. And uh, yeah. So um, all that said, uh, please stay safe in 2022. Please get vaccinated in 2022. And Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss immediately. Go follow Tilly Nation at tillynation.tumblr.com. You can come see me at whatiwillsay.tumblr.com. Follow me on TikTok. And Tilly Nation on TikTok. She's Tilly Nation on TikTok. I'm what I will say on TikTok. And uh, you can support the show on Patreon if you want. Um, and if you want to support the show but, you know, don't have the funds for Patreon, throw us a five-star rating on um, whatever you listen to us on. That's always helpful as well. Okay, bye, everybody.